International. up mountain dudes and dorito girls dude i'm a little spooked a little spooked right now because it's getting close to halloween and i'm all by my lonesome today doing this because unfortunately donna the dorito girl trademark pending is a little bit under the weather she's got uh has lost her voice apparently and that's you know kind of crucial to this game so We've been here before. That just means that I'm going to be doing a solo mini-episode, is what we like to call them. We'll run through, you know, the same topics you can expect from your average Mountain Dude versus Dorito Girl podcast, except they'll be solely focused on things I want to talk about and not crazy, stupid anime shit. Don't get me wrong, I enjoy that. It's fun to learn. But this is my time, dude. And also, it's right before Halloween. So we'll talk a little bit about some of our favorite spooky games, specifically mine. Like I'm saying, this is all about what I want to talk about this week. So let's see, what did I do this week? Yes, we, I went on a lovely hike this weekend. It was, it was quite beautiful to connect with nature, and uh, there was lots of dogs roaming around. It's a great dog-viewing hike. Um... You just get to see these dogs. They aren't on leashes here. It's one of the few places around this parts, these parts where you can have a dog without a leash. And it was just pure joy on their little puppy faces. Enjoying the weather and the outdoors. I did too. But later on that day, you know I had to take advantage of the, that buy two, get one free at Target. And load it up on some games. It's, pr- it's not too difficult to convince your girlfriend to go to Target. Because it's Target. Luckily, they had a great sale, so it was. We both uh, we both walked away with some thanks. It's a mutually beneficial trip to Target, although it was a fucking shit show. It was the weekend, but I did score some games. We'll talk about those a little bit later. What else did I score? Yeah, I also scored some tickets to the Ring of Honor show. I talked about this last week. I'm gonna go see uh, NXT War Games, the double ring cage match, dude. They're bringing it back. It's gonna be insane. But the night before, Ring of Honor Wrestling is uh, is emanating from the San Antonio area. And at first I was like, eh, I don't know if I want to do a double road trip to two separate towns over a weekend to go see some wrestling. But then they announced that uh, Kenny Omega himself is booked for the San Antonio show, which uh, I can't not go see the Japanese superstar. And, you know, tied to gaming, he is a big gamer, as many of you know. His Bullet Cub t-shirt is awesome. It's all pixelated and shit. But, uh, you know, his uh, finishing move is called the One-Winged Angel, which those of you of Final Fantasy fans will recognize that as the, um, I guess, the theme song of Sephiroth. I think that's what it is. And he, uh, you know, like his one of his knee, his like signature knee strike is called the V-Trigger, which is a Street Fighter reference. So, yeah, that dude's fucking cool. Be awesome to score some way to get him on this podcast, but I can't do that. So I'm not making any promises. But I got tickets to that show, so yeah, it's going to turn out to be a double spectacular back-to-back, two separate towns wrestling weekend here in the middle of November, and I'm looking forward to it. 
So yeah, I uh, unfortunately I believe uh, Donna somehow got sick over the weekend. She canceled all of her plans, and then she's going out of town. But she should be back next week, and I'm sure she'll have a lot to talk about about all the shit that she gets into. I believe she's going to Denver, so we'll find out about that. But uh, we'll go ahead and move this episode along, and uh, let's get to the news. So, yeah, big news day today. Uh, What with federal indictments and uh, Kevin Spacey's career crumbling before our eyes. Oh, yeah, and Paris Games Week. That's right, Paris Games Week kicked off. Sony giving a press conference. Some pretty cool stuff they showed off. This was, they didn't treat this as a uh, you know second cousin to E3. They actually showed off some pretty decent stuff. Uh, we'll talk about a little bit of what we saw. We saw the uh, first, or I guess our uh, maybe not our first glimpse, but we got to see the Frozen Wilds DLC for Horizon Zero Dawn. I that's, think that's coming out right around the quarter. Just looks like more of the same awesome fucking gameplay from Horizon. Just set in a winter wonderland. So that looks awesome. You can frolic through the snow and kill some robot dinosaurs. Uh, we got some more. We got another look at Shadow of the Colossus. Uh, I think this was just like environments and shit. Uh, it looked great. It looks awesome. But I guess we kind of already know what to expect with this game. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm, they've got me to buy it again. So it'll be probably with the third time I've purchased that game. But... Uh, you know, at least they're putting a little bit more effort into this one, it seems. What else did we see? We saw some new shit from Spider-Man from Insomniac Games, which looks fucking incredible. This was a story trailer, and yeah, it looks awesome. Looks like they got the characters down. It looks like a fucking movie, except you get to be the old uh, web-slinger yourself. Um, yeah, I'm stoked for this one. I really think it's going to be really, really good. And uh, with people upset about the death of single-player games... Um, Sony really brought it at this press conference, and I don't think we have anything to worry about, at least in the near future. We do have to worry about, though, is David Cage, uh, tackling abusive relationships. Was we got another look at, uh, Detroit becoming human? Um, yeah, I mean, you know, this is David Cage of Beyond Two Souls, Heavy Rain fame. Uh, dude likes to try to make video games movies, and I can totally appreciate that. But man, he misses the mark a lot. And this was a bizarre trailer for a game that showed... I think it showed a child being murdered. I'm not sure. And uh, it definitely showed abusive relationship. But I guess the the abuse victim was an android. Which is an interesting, you know, I don't know, slant on it. But yeah, really bizarre trailer. It doesn't... this. It's a game about choices, obviously, and it's kind of showing you all the different outcomes that can happen from your choices. Uh, but yeah, that just seems like a real—that's a touchy subject, Mr. Cage. And uh, I hope you you handle it well, because if you don't, it'll really backfire, especially in today's climate. Uh, what else did we see? Uh, we saw some new gameplay from God of War, which looked fucking killer. Uh, I like the new per- perspective; it's a little bit closer in on on fucking Kratos. He looks so badass with the beard and the bald head. And the kid doesn't seem too annoying, but the combos and shit and his fucking weapons look sick. Um, I don't know. This shit's going to be awesome. I'm, I'm really this, this big in the back of my mind. I'm really thinking that, uh, you know, they're going to nail this God of War because let's face it, the last few, while uh, s- cinematic and epic show pieces for, you know, the PlayStation 3, I guess, uh, they were kind of feeling samey in the gameplay department. Um, so I'm glad they're mixing this shit up. What else did we see? 
Uh, oh yeah, we saw a fucking killer fucking samurai game from uh, the infamous uh, developer Sucker Punch called Ghost of Tsushima. Uh, this shit looked fucking awesome. Um, it's, it's apparently going to be a samurai open world game. Uh, yeah, sign me, sign me up for that. That it looks really, the graphics look fucking phenomenal. Um, you know, that, we didn't see much of anything in gameplay, but the potential is there, and you know. Sucker Punch makes really good open world games. Uh, the samurai setting is a probably an awesome breath of fresh air for that kind of setting too. So um, what with I guess Way of the Samurai being the last one that was kind of like that. That's been a few years, and they don't weren't necessarily great games. Real fun and funny games, but not necessarily great games. So uh, yeah. Anyway, you can check out uh, the one. Everything I'm talking about had a had a trailer attached to it, and I do recommend seeking them out. Uh, they're only many of them are only a couple minutes long, um, but you know they're showing off some pretty awesome gameplay. Especially um, uh, Spider-Man looked awesome, and um, and this uh, God of War, of course. But we also got to see another glimpse at the last of, the Last of Us Part Two, and holy fucking shit, that was f- it's fucking brutal. It's like like it's hard to watch uh, ish. Um, that's one way, one hell of a way to market your game. I depictions of graphic violence against young people and women. Um, I don't know if that's I don't know. It's I didn't have a problem with it, obviously, but I could see how people could. But holy shit, does that graphic engine look fucking phenomenal? And we're introduced to a whole slew of new characters that uh, it looks like they may have pulled a fast one, and maybe these are some of the playable characters? I don't know. I just know that on Twitter, Naughty Dog, I think Sony, some people were tweeting about the actors that play them and introducing the characters, so it makes it seem like they're going to play a major part in the game. If not, that you, those are your main playable characters? I don't know. All I know is that the lady being hung, it was ripped as shit, and she looked awesome, like an MMA fighter. And that whole scene was just like, wow. Violent, brutal. Wouldn't expect anything less from Naughty Dog and The Last of Us. I mean, that's the uh, that's the world they built. But man, is that a weird way to, uh, you know, show off your game um, so blatantly uh, violent. Yeah. Was, I mean, it's fucking cool, but shit. You know, proceed with caution if you're going to watch that one. Uh, let's see. There's a couple other quick news items. Uh, what else we got? We got our first look at the Destiny expansion, so I'm sure Don and I will talk about this next week. Uh, Curse of the Osiris. Uh, we got a release date for that DLC. I think it's sometime in December. Um, and then a look at like a pretty kick-ass um, Guardian-looking dude, I guess. I don't know. I think he's a new character. I'll have to confirm with Donna about that. Uh, we got a cool fucking glimpse at a top-down... Um, shooter, slow-mo shooter that looked like Max Payne from a uh, overhead perspective. It's called the Hong Kong Massacre. It looks really fucking cool. Um, slow-mo, bullet time, all that bullshit, but from a top-down view and obviously um, paying homage, taking inspiration from Hong Kong cinema, you know, the 90s and shit. Uh, what else we get? We Ah, hmm. I didn't think we would talk about Hot Anime Boys, but they did show us a, 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 the new DLC for Final Fantasy XV. Uh, this is going to be Ignis's episode. Episode Ignis, I guess is what it's called. Uh, yeah, he looks super handsome in it, and I bet you cook some really delicious meals. So I'm sure Donna's looking forward to that, if she'll ever finish the game. 
We do not know. What else do we see? Oh, yeah, we got uh, some exclusive DLC for Monster Hunter World. You can uh, dress up as... Um, what's her name? Aeolo from Horizon Zero Dawn. And so that's kind of cool, I guess. Nice crossover thing there. Uh, Monster Hunter World looks awesome. Uh, I never really dug into a Monster Hunter game. I've owned one in the past. They did seem like you had to commit a lot of time to it. But damn, does this one look super cool. Um, and yeah, I guess, oh yeah, and maybe some Call of Duty. I think PlayStation's getting the first DLC. Guacamelee and Spelunky are both getting sequels, which are great indie games. Yeah, overall a really fine showing from Sony. They're killing it, continuing to kill it. Of course, they are showing games that are, you know, not necessarily coming out soon. We still gotta wait, but they're building that anticipation, that hype. So, yeah. Mm, kudos, Sony. Kudos, dude. Alright, so, why don't we talk about what I played recently. And yeah, it was a really great, great weekend for games. Um, starting with, uh, you know, our, your, t- your new release Tuesdays last week. Had some pretty awesome titles. Including... Wolfenstein 2 and Assassin's Creed Origins, uh, which I did pick up at Target, like I said, for the buy two, get one free sale, which I encourage you to take advantage of, or wait, if you're going to go out on Black Friday, more than likely, several of the games that are on, or that are out now, especially something like Assassin's Creed or Shadow of Mordor, maybe some Bethesda games, will be probably as low as 30 bucks, uh, just by trends of going on, I don't know anything, but just by, you know, Previous Black Friday trends, I prefer not to try to uh, wade through the masses of disgusting humanity just to pick up a discount on a video game uh, when I can go ahead and take advantage of something like this and play a little bit of a premium and go ahead and get a head start on playing them as well. Um, but again, if you want, if you're looking for a deal, you may want to hold out. Um, but otherwise, I think the sale runs through the whole week. Um, so yeah, but anyway. Uh, Wolfenstein 2 came out and Assassin's Creed Origin. I picked them both up. I have only played uh, Wolfenstein 2 a little bit. And uh, the one I got for free, which I like to think I got for free, but really could have been any of them, was Shadow of War. Uh, I picked that one up as well. Uh, I played a little bit of Wolfenstein last night, um, about maybe an hour. And yeah, it's just as everybody was saying, you saw a lot of ar- I saw a lot of articles. Uh, that first hour is fucking brutal, dude. Um, they do... They are really going for it with the story and uh, how, you know, people behave. And um, especially there's some flashbacks dealing with BJ's, um, you know, childhood, speaking of abusive relationship. And, uh, yeah, this, you know, it's... I, I appreciate that this is an adult game. Um, and there's a really great opening. I don't think it's um, spoiler because there's media out about it. But you basically open the game in a wheelchair and you've got guns, and you're just rolling through and annihilating Nazis. Uh, yeah, super fun already. Um, great characters, and you can already tell. I'm already going to enjoy the story. And uh, yeah, pick this one up, because just to support how awesome they've been with the marketing, and uh, it's a, it's a single-player shooter that has no multiplayer, and if you're down for that shit, buy this, or they won't make more of these. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a great franchise. It's been around, been around for a long time and they've always reinvented themselves. And also it plays incredibly at 60 frames a second on all consoles. I mean, I guess on PC, that depends on your PC, but, um, 
I'm already gonna, I already know I'm going to enjoy my playthrough of that, but I'm encouraging you to pick that one up at some point. Please, give these people some sales. Um, and I also played a little bit of Shadow of War. Uh, it did feel a lot like more of the same from the first game, but it has been a long time since I've played the, that first game. And, uh, yeah, I mean, they do a really great job of mimicking the look of Peter Jackson's Middle Earth. And, you know, they take some liberties with the story. It is, you know, right from the get-go, Shelob is not a fucking... I mean, you'd see a glimpse, or you'd see a really badass-looking metal-ass spider. But then she turns into, like, a sexy elf lady with, uh, you know, barely there drapery hanging off her body, which is just bizarre and seems like a, a thing from ten years ago. But, um... The game's fun, and it plays really well, and that combat's really awesome if you enjoy that kind of rhythm-based stuff that the Batman games have. Um, and then that Nemesis system, it's already kind of peeking its head out, um, even just in the early hours of the game. And uh, it looks like it's going to be a lot of fun with uh, orcs possibly coming back, and uh, and I hear you get to enslave them, so we'll see how that goes. Uh, but finally, the other thing I got to play... Um, oh, I, oh, by the way, I didn't play any Assassin's Creed. I haven't played that yet. I'm actually probably going to save that for when the Xbox One X comes out and truly get a feel for it then. Um, also, I just don't know if I'll have the time to play all these games. I wish I did, but I don't. Um, but I'll at least give you a taste of what I experienced because I'll probably be focusing most of my time on this brand new, and you know what I'm talking about, ooh, you get to see them spicy pepperones on that sweet Italian boy. I'm talking about... Super Mario Odyssey, holy shit, man, Nintendo, dude, it's like, wow, man, you know, a lot of times on this show, we like to give you shit, and you deserve it, and, you know, last week, we talked about the Animal Crossing mobile game, and, uh, luckily, from what I understand in my co- in communication with Donna, she's not too upset with you, Nintendo, for the fact that you are bringing, at least bringing the Animal Crossing game out this year. In November, it seems like she can be patient for that. Uh, but you were on the you were on the verge, Nintendo, of a Mountain Dude Code Red rant uh, coming from her. But man, I can't hate you when you make amazing games like this with franchise that's been around f- forever, thirty fucking years of Mario games, and they're still putting out incredible games. Uh, it's just you know, it's just fucking joyful and colorful and fun, and carefree, and exploratory, and it does, but it doesn't hold your hand a lot, I mean, Mario's moves list is huge, they've always, always had a lot of abilities, and they don't shy away from being like, you know, here's all this shit that you can do, but you don't need to do it in order to progress, they have this really great balance of, you know, hey, if you want to, if you want to traverse and test your platforming skills and go through these environments, which are more like, um, at least from the early get-go, uh, Super Mario 64-like stages, kind of smaller environments, um, they're still pretty dense, but they're all kind of packed in and with uh, you know places leading to other places, pipes leading everywhere, and um, you know coming back around, some really interesting level design, so it feels more old school in that regard. But yeah, it's man, dude, it's just fucking awesome, and like it's so colorful. And then you get to dress them up, dude. It's like I didn't even know I would want to do that, but I really like fucking dressing up Mario in stupid hats and shit. It's I don't know. It's uh, it's just play it. Like go out of your way to play Super Mario's uh, Odyssey. 
it's uh it's a joyful good time and if you've got you know you've got a little kid like it's so odd it would be an incredible way to like um introduce them to gaming because mario is just timeless like that it's like god like i just really appreciate that nintendo handles this shit so well because this year they've got two uh game of the year contenders two 10 out of 10s from you know various publications for games uh breath of the wild and mario odyssey and they're the fucking franchise players they didn't fuck it up they really fucked up the wii u but then they learned and they came back with these amazing games within the first year of the nintendo switch and it's also a novelty item so dude nintendo you're you creeped you're creeping up on my on my anger threshold i'm not as mad at you anymore I really appreciate what you're doing, but I can't say the same for Donna. Um, so, you know what? So I feel bad. Reggie, dog, I feel bad for talking smack sometimes. Um, but, you know, hey, man, thanks for, for something like Mario Odyssey. Uh, but, yeah, guys, go out of your way to play that shit. It's fucking great. I don't think we'll see, you know, Microsoft or Sony with their major franchises. Let's say the PlayStation, you know, the Xbox, you know, 2 comes out. And uh, they got a new Halo game coming out. I don't think it would be get like a 10 out of 10, like a Breath of the Wild. They just can't. They're incapable of doing that. Um, I don't know. Is it Japanese game philosophy? I don't know. Let us know. What do you guys think? Tweet at us. Why, how, why does Nintendo have that special magic sauce that uh, Sony and Microsoft don't necessarily have? Sony has a little bit more. Maybe it is a Japanese thing. I don't know. All right. Well... We're going to talk about some new release games. There's only one big one coming out, and you all know what it is. It, well, maybe you don't, because you don't care anymore. Uh, Call of Duty, World War WW2. They're going back to uh, the old school, you know, back to my time with Call of Duty, the real deal OGPC game. That shit was awesome. I don't know. I might pick this one up for $15 like I did the last one, but I'm certainly, um, you know, not going to go out of my way to play it anytime soon. Unless it gets rave reviews. Uh, there's some crazy dot .hack backslash backslash GU last code uh, that's coming out for PlayStation. I don't... I mean, dot .hack has been around for a long time, so kudos for being able to keep that shit going. Uh, there must be an audience for it, but I have no idea what it's about. So that's uh, the extent of that. Well, dudes... It's been a pleasure being able to talk at you and not have anybody to bounce things off of. Mm, but it felt good. But you know what? It is that time of the year, and I'm still a little spooky. I'm still a little spooked right now because I am alone, and it's Halloween time. I mean, if you will at least listen to this the day that it drops, it'll be on Halloween. Um, so, yeah, why don't you guys let us know what are some of your uh, favorite spooky games? Me, personally, I'll, I'll let you know couple of my favorite spooky games. I'll tell you right now, the original Castlevania scared the fucking shit out of me when I was but a wee lad. I don't know, I must have been like five years old. Uh, Castlevania, I knew, it, dude, it was spooky. It's just the atmosphere that that game creates. It, you, it, it, it's good enough to tell even a five-year-old that this shit is fucking spooky, dude. There's zombies coming up from the floor. It's fucking, I don't know, curtains and shit. It's dark inside. It's a gothic castle. There's things coming at you. And so, you know, I was a novice video game player, didn't know what to expect, didn't know the rules of games. So once you get to that first boss, you know, the giant bat, 
Oh my God, that was one of the most terrifying things. It's etched into my brain. My heart was thumping. I didn't know what to do. And I died, and I didn't play again. It was scary, dude. That bat was fucking terrifying. Uh, another one, another terrifying favorite of mine is the original Resident Evil. I remember when that, I mean, when that came out, and, you know, everybody cites this because it is. When you did not expect it, games didn't do this shit. Some of you kids have been playing these, you know, games that have had the high-fidelity CD-ROM soundtracks and full-motion video and whatnot. You know what to expect. You've got all these things popping out of you, jump scares and whatnot, were a novel thing. Well, they didn't do them back in the day. But man, when those dogs jumped through that window in the hallway of the mansion in the original Resident Evil 1, oh my god. That was like, like I, I don't know, I must have been 13, 14 years old. Oh my fucking terrifying, dude. Absolutely terrifying. More recently, and we, I've talked about this prior, uh, in prior episodes, it's uh, alien, alien Isolation is absolutely, uh, like, it's hard to play. It's, like, difficult to play, at least in the early going, especially when you first come into contact with the Xenomorph itself. Jesus fucking Christ. I've said it before, I can play plenty of horror games if I have a means to fight back, and from what I understand, later on in that game, you do get that ability. But man, in the early get-go, dude. Ooh. That game sets the atmosphere, too, so fucking picture perfect. It's like you're watching the movie, and then you're in it, and then that fucking thing's after you, dude. Couldn't take it. I own it. I plan to revisit it, but I don't think I can. And uh, we talked about this last year, Until Dawn. Until Dawn is a great one. It's not super spooky, but it's essentially an interactive slasher movie, and... That's a fucking great time on a Hallows, Halloween Eve. Or wait, no, the Halloween. On the spooky time. On the spooky factor. It's up there, dude. And special uh, nomination to Eternal Darkness, Sanity's Requiem for the GameCube. If you play it, you know why. They did some really fun things. With the uh, making you think you were going crazy. Yeah. Not just your game or the game character. You yourself. I'm talking... The game glitching out on purpose? What? Dude, that's that's thinking outside the box. So those are my favorite spooky games. You guys let us know. Tweet at us, at Dude vs. Girl on Twitter. Let us know what some of your favorite spooky games are. And yeah, if you do, uh, you know, have a happy Halloween. I hope you have a good Halloween. You have, we have a good beginning of the first of the November time. Pick up some games. Plug them in, let them rip, and hopefully Donna will be back to operating capacity next week, and she'll be fresh off a flight from uh, Colorado. So yeah, we'll talk to you then. Bye. International.